exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, the Impact East Lansing's only alternative. My name is Brad Brooks. I want to thank you for joining us here on uh, your listening dial. i uh, got an excellent show for you tonight, as always, here on The Exposure. It's an hour of talk radio each weekday night. It's Thursday night, so it's time for Talking About Movies. That's what we're doing here on the Impact Movie Chat. Phone lines are always open at 517-432-3893. Once again, 432-3893. If there's anything you want to talk about, questions, concerns, comments, give us a call. It's your show, too. Give us a call, 432-3893. Let me introduce my wonderful panel. As always, i got Alex Dowd in the house. Alex, how you doing? Never been better, Brian. It's good to see. It's good to hear. <laughs> uh, I have uh, the Reverend. Reverend, how you doing? Fantastic. And uh, the keister, Andy Keist. How are you doing, Andy? I'm spectacular, Brad. So, Thank you. So it's a, it's a gentleman's show tonight. Uh, so ladies, give us a call. Okay. <laughs> We're, we, we, have, we unfortunately don't have a, girl, a lady with us tonight, so we, we, would, we implore the, the women to call us. And we cherish them, your input. Yes, we want to know their opinions. Okay? So once again, that number is 432-3893. Once again, 432-3893. All right, let's start off with a little bit of news. In, uh, in discussion, uh, let's go to the Reverend's news. All right, Reverend. Yeah, what's um, interesting to you? There, there's a, a couple interesting little tidbits uh, in the last week or so. Um, probably one of the biggest ones is uh, the Passion. Obviously, is a huge money maker right now. Has exploded. Has exploded. It's made about three hundred million dollars. A little over three hundred. A little over. Um, and uh, Mel Gibson's already announced what his next directorial effort is going to be. And that will be? Uh, believe it or not, the story of Hanukkah, which, which is, is interesting. You know, it's, it's like, you, it could, you know, it kind of fits with the biblical theme, but, you know, also you kind of wonder, is this damage control? You know, <laughs> is this, you know, appeasing the people who said that the passion was anti-Semitic? You know? Well, it's, a lot of people have gone on record saying that, They'll never work with Mel Gibson again. Right. Because of this film and what they perceive it to mean, they would never work with him again. They would never want to work with his production company or anything else. So it seems like damage control. It doesn't seem like, wow, he really wants to tell an engaging you know, tribute to the story, to this wonderful story of Hanukkah. No, he just wants to, you know, clear up his name so he can keep on making movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of a, it's kind of a win-win situation because it's like, it, you know, it's sort of like, it's a Jewish, a classic Jewish story, but it's also a pre-Jesus Jewish story, so it's not, like, you know, anti-Christian either. It's, like, good for both yeah. good for both camps, basically. <laughs> Definitely. I, I, I read in an interview, or a, a snippet with Mel Gibson when they were asking him about, about this potential project, and he said that he was really drawn to the story of Hanukkah, and that uh, he had a yen to make it, just like with the passion, I suppose. So, who knows? But, well, also, when they... Uh, that same article I read, they were talking to leaders of the uh, the head of, the head of the anti defamation defamation league, and uh, they were just kind of thanks but no thanks sort of a thing. <laughs> not to put not to uh, not to get too into it, but yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's an interesting idea, but is he actually serious about it? Is yeah. he is he willing to throw all of his money into it? I'm sure uh, because I, I, the idea of Mel Gibson making a film about Hanukkah, it's going to be like the passion. He's going to have to put all the money up front. 
Right. Uh, I don't see you know Miramax or another studio saying no. Let's fund Mel Gibson's movie. He's going to have to pull out of his own pocket. But as well as the passion's done. Yeah, then again, Passion made three hundred million, so maybe they will. Yeah, maybe they're like, hey, if he's got another big religious blockbuster for us, you know, maybe that may be the new trend. Especially, especially because like after it came out, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the complaints have died down. You Mm -hmm. know, because people actually see the movie and it's like, yeah, it's not that bad. You know, it's not that over the top like kill all the Jews. You know, like it's he hasn't made a film that's all where the message is, you know. Anti-Semitic. It's there's elements that could be perceived as right. You could interpret it that way, but it's yeah. not like yeah, you know. it's not blatant. Um, let's see other so little. That's interesting. Yeah, other little tidbits for you. Um, the uh, Kevin Smith, I think I mentioned before, is doing the big budget Green Hornet movie. Yes. for Miramax. Who, who is, who's Green Hornet? Why should we care about him? He uh, just casted Jake Gyllenhaal, um, who may or may not be familiar to listeners. He uh, starred in the cult film Donnie Darko. Uh, he's going to be in the upcoming uh, Day After Tomorrow. He's and, in the Good uh, Girl. Good Girl. Um, some of his most famous roles. Yeah. And interestingly enough, uh, not to cut you off there, Phil. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. But uh, this almost was was would have been his second comic book role because Tobey Maguire, as I understand, hurt himself right before they were about to do Spider-Man Two, right. and for a while they were talking about replacing him. Yeah, I had, I had that also. Yeah, <laughs> which would have been ridiculous, but. But but it's interesting. I don't really know. I'm not that big of a Green Hornet guy, but I have watched the show. Uh, I don't know. He he seems older. I don't yeah, know it's, why. It's an old school, like 50s era, very much in the era, uh, probably, possibly earlier. I don't really know it as well. Yeah. All I really remember is that Bruce Lee played his sidekick, Kato. Right. So you know what this means, though? What's up? I mean, I'm not that big a fan of Kevin Smith myself, but at first, <laughs> well, who for, I, mean, I think for, for whatever reason, they're going to want... I mean... I would probably be willing to go see it if it were actually set in the 40s or 50s. You know, the original setting of of mm-hmm. Green Hornet, and not this, uh, not the updated. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna put a bunch of rock music on the soundtrack and change all of, <laughs> change all of the original mythology that that surrounds Green Hornet. Well, keeping it keeping it at its origin, right? And and Kevin Smith, for the, most people I don't know, is a fanboy. I mean, he's a huge comic book fan. He's written quite a few comic books. You know, from Daredevil, the Green Arrow. Uh, he's written some Spider-Man stuff. He's a huge comic book fan. Yeah. Green Hornet is based on a, a comic book. He's gonna love working on that. Um, I, yeah, I'm usually um, I'm usually really interested in casting. That's something that's like to me is like it's like an art to really cast a, a film well. It, like, it makes a, makes or breaks the film right yeah. away. And and this I don't know. I mean I don't know where how Kevin Smith is coming at it. But to me it's like Jake seems kind of young and seems kind of like non-threatening you know he just he doesn't doesn't seem very harsh i guess would be what i mean you could say well toby Maguire is spider-man but peter parker's peter parker's a dork i mean he's he's supposed to be a dork yeah Yeah. so he's kind of a loser and it works yeah exactly so i don't know what he's doing with this but yeah the green the green hornet's kind of a knockoff batman right basically so it's supposed (laughs) to be someone who was a little bit older rich has a sidekick Who's uh you know someone who's a little bit smaller, but it was a kung fu master. Yeah, way 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 back. This is another one that's been in development hell for a while. Um, before George Clooney did Batman and Robin, they were talking about him doing Green Hornet. Um, whenever that was ninety seven, ninety six. Yeah. Um, that I, I would even say today that would be good casting. Yeah, that would actually be good. But his work on 
uh, Batman Forever taints that completely. Right, right. Batman yeah. and Robin. Not <laughs> Batman Batman and Robin. Forever. Yes. All right. Uh, anything else, Robert? Uh, yeah. One other. Uh, I'll give you one other bit. Um, we've talked before about the um, horrible development problems. This is all about development problems tonight. About uh, the Exorcist prequel. Um, Paul Schrader uh, from a Michigan zone. Paul Schrader. Yeah. Uh, wrote and directed uh, a prequel to The Exorcist, which. Warner Brothers hated because it was too subtle and didn't have exploding <laughs> too heads. And, too cerebral. Yeah. Didn't have projectile vomit. I mean, literally, what they said is it's too, like, creepy and too much about atmosphere and not enough gratuitous violence. And um, so they completely reshot the film. Rennie Harlan, who's the director of uh, Deep Blue Sea and Long Kiss Goodnight, uh, made cliffhanger, it. Cliffhanger, the, the king of over the top. Yeah, made a completely new version. Um, the only shots that are in the, the new version from the old version are just exterior shots, I think. And uh, But there's the rumors now that they might release Schrader's version on DVD eventually. Um, maybe as part of the same package, it's not really clear. But I think that would be interesting. It's not the same script? No, completely, okay. completely different script. Completely different. A lot of the the casting is different. Um, I think Stellan Skarsgård stars in both versions, but a lot of the actors had completely changed huh. too. And you had I, heard about a few of the reviews. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of, some of, of the, the original. Yeah, well, some of the initial. Uh, not, I haven't read any actual reviews of Schrader's version, but the word is through the grapevine that the critics who have seen Schrader's version loved it, and they said that the new version is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not surprised at all. No, said, well, Rennie Harlan makes stupid movies. Right. They said it was much more in the... The original one was much more in the vein of, like, the original Exorcist movie and just okay. kind of creepy and atmospheric. So, unfortunately, they've gone out for the, the gross-out horror and right. left all the uh, ambiance and mood yeah. on the wayside. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. But then again, I'm not really a big fan of the, like, the, the <laughs> latter-day ones, so I'm not... <laughs> right, right, right. I'm, I'm not a big fan of scary movies because I'm a scaredy-cat, so... Man, even using the phrase scaredy cat makes me even more of a wuss than I actually am. <laughs> uh, you listen to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, The Impact. Phone lines are always open, 432-3893. Once again, 432-3893. If there's anything you want to talk about, if you just want to comment on the Reverend's News that we just got talking about, give us a call. Or if there's any questions, if you want to talk about anything, let us know. We're going to get to reviews in just a moment. I want to remind you that we have our own message board for you to chime in on if you uh, are shy or you're unable to call in due to uh, mental illness or something. Uh, go on to our website. It's impact89fm.org. It's the Impact website. Look up message boards. You will find the beautiful, the beautifully run Impact Movie Chat message board on the website. Once again, that is www.impact89fm.org. Go to that. Look up message board. You'll find it. Uh, this topic's already existing. Give us a call, whatever you like. Once again, phone lines are always open, 432-3893. We have Zach on the line. Zach, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Hey, what's up? This is Zach. Phil, what are you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm on the radio. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, God, excuse me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I had a question about The Exorcist. Where did you get that info about Schrader's version coming out on DVD? Because I heard about that a long time ago, and I was pretty upset as well, you know, knowing that Rennie Harlan was going to be doing the, the one that was going to be released. Um, well, uh, I don't know. Can I say websites on here? Sure. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't care. Uh, I, well, I think I read about it on uh, Dark Horizons. Dark uh, Horizons. Okay. Yeah, and Your website. Uh, it's just it just came out in like yesterday or today, so that's something that you should be able to track down pretty easily. Okay. What about uh, Christian Bale being being Batman? And who, what about the new Superman movie? 
Um, I, Superman, I'm not hearing too much. Once again, about. D- developmental hell. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just uh, stuck. No idea of who's gonna helmet, who's gonna ride it. Multiple scripts. I've heard Brett Ratner. Yeah, yeah, that's the last no, thing I heard too. No, he well, got canned. Yeah, it was the last person I heard was Mick G. Yeah, oh, okay. and I think he got canned too. Yeah, it's, it's Brett Ratner was the the leader, uh, but he's he's Brett Ratner, and you can't expect him to do a good job on anything. Well, the but that was Mick G. So I don't know who's going to do it now. The what ba- about Batman? Is that is that a go? Yeah, go? Batman is filming right now, and okay. I honestly I think it's going to be tight. Like I think they got a good cast together, a uh, good writer, good director. It's the the director who did Memento. Um, the yeah. Ra- Writers, yeah, Chris Nolan, the guy who uh, David Goyer, who wrote the Blade movies, is writing it. So at least the the main pieces are there. This casting's interesting. I like Michael Caine as Alfred, uh, Christian Bale as Batman, Mm -hmm. uh, Gary Oldman as a young uh, Jim Gordon. What people need to realize, and and hopefully they'll sell this correctly, is that this isn't the fifth movie in the Batman franchise that we know. It's a brand new. It's it's start over and more more like the comics too. Yes. Yeah. Okay, what about the uh, director of Pi uh, and uh, what's oh, that other one? He, 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 have you got any pro- projects coming up? He, um, yeah, he, I think he was doing some sci-fi movie with uh, Brad Pitt, but I haven't heard it's, anything it's about a, it. Every project that uh, Aronofsky starts, it just kind of yeah. crumbles. He was supposed to work on originally Batman. I believe uh, the last thing I heard is he was working on an adapta- adaptation of Cat's Cradle. Uh, so... Uh, the Kurt Vonnegut uh, novel. So right. it's Aronofsky's all over the place. Everyone wants to work with him. Everyone wants to get him to do something, but nothing pans out when it comes time for budget. So, okay, one last thing. Okay, all right. Dawn of the Dead. What do you guys think? We'll, we'll get to. Well, uh, stick around. We're, we're gonna get to that in just it. a minute, man. <laughs> get to it, good, because I saw it and I thought it was wicked. <laughs> wicked. All right. Well, thanks for giving us a call, Zach. All right, see you guys. Take care. Well, you heard it here first, people. Zach thinks it's wicked. Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> And let's segue into it. Dawn of the Dead uh, came out last week. Uh, everybody but myself was able to check this one out. It's a remake based on the 1978 George Romero classic. Uh, it's the second installment of the classic Romero zombie trilogy, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, then Day of the Dead. Um, face it, let's face it. Original, classic, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Right, awesome. Dawn of the Dead movie. by a first-time director starring Sarah Polly, Ving Rhames, uh, and others, and uh, a plethora of zombies. How was it? We're going to our resident zombie specialist, right? <laughs> the Reverend. How was Dawn of the Dead? Uh, yeah, first time director Zack Snyder, not related to Zack who just called. Just called, but well, um, that would have been interesting because <laughs> that would make sense of why he thought it was wicked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, honestly, uh, I'm sorry, Zack Tech. I thought it was a little disappointing. Um, it, it was an entertaining movie. It's not bad, but just in terms of not much gore, obviously. Because it's a Hollywood film, the gore. Not is, much. No. Wow. Okay. There's there's a couple good kills, um, but gore wise, I mean, obviously no comparison to Dawn or Day of the Dead, um, and the script is pretty bad. <laughs> like it, a lot of the characters are just really dumb. Uh, I know that's somewhat common in horror movies, but that doesn't usually bother me, which should say a lot. You know, it's like they they do a lot of the movie is um, based on people doing dumb stuff, basically. To propel the story. Yeah. Which is the worst. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't. I didn't hate it, but it was like, I was whatever on it, basically. Okay. Just whatever on it. Alex, I, how'd you feel? I think I pretty much share a lot of Phil's thoughts about it. Um, I, for some reason, went into this movie uh, with 
far too high expectations, I think. You had um, really high expectations. I did. I you, ex- you expected it to be wicked. Yeah, I, w- I was expecting some wickedness. Okay. <laughs> and I must say, it really wasn't all that wicked. Um, I, I guess I had read some really good reviews of it. Um, and it, the, the trailer did make it look generally pretty cool. Um, and I will say there are some really intense scenes. The first ten minutes is extremely intense. Um, and there are a couple of kind of twisted... Uh, Twisted ideas that the movie, scenes that the movie has that even Romero didn't think up, I'll say. I'm not going to give them away, because it is some of the better stuff in the movie. Um, but stuff that, that even Romero wouldn't go to, necessarily. So there, there are some, there's some tasteless stuff that I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're looking for in yeah. zombie film. You're looking for tasteless, tacky stuff that just makes exactly. your stomach... T- and there's a few of that. There's Excellent. a few of them, and they, they definitely liven the movie up. So at least there's a few um, points that you might be able to cling to. Right. Okay. But I agree with Phil that the script is pretty bad. It makes the mistake of adding far too many characters... Um, you know, as in the original, for anyone who's seen it, there's basically only four main characters. And you get to know these four really well, so that if any of them were to die, you'd feel pretty bad about it. I'll put it there's that an way. emotional connection. Yes, there's an emotional connection. Instead there's of just about, being zombie food. Yeah, exactly. Okay. There's about a dozen main characters in the new one, and all of them have approximately one character trait each. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them don't even, you're like, are they still dead at the end? You're yeah, like, you don't, don't know. You don't even remember what happened to right. them. You're like, are they dead? Are they around? Who knows? Um, there's an old man. He's old. That's that's his trait mostly. He's, he's, old people die. Yeah. That's what happens. And he might be his um, Every Everyone has an obvious arc. Like, just... Yeah. 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 Very, very, very obvious. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it does, like I said, it has some intense moments. Um, people looking for some, some zombie action. They'll get some. It's... It isn't nearly gory enough, but um, no, didn't didn't really work didn't, too much for didn't me. Didn't work for Alex. Okay, Andy. I uh, I essentially agree with everything that Phil and Alex said. Um, but I do, I do, I, well, <laughs> I, do, I, I did like the uh, I did like the beginning. The first ten minutes are pretty intense, and over the uh, the opening credit sequence was kind of cute i thought you hear uh, johnny cash's and the man comes around yeah that was excellent which was uh which was kind of nice i like that and i actually liked the ending too a little bit um i thought that was kind of cute too not to give anything away just sags uh, in the middle the mid the middle portion again not to reiterate but it's just too much progression of the story depends on the characters doing stupid things um there's a sequence involving a young girl and a dog which is Really ridiculous. Um, there's a subplot involving Mackay Pfeiffer and his uh, pregnant wife, which I thought was really stupid <laughs> and was not ha- could have been kind of creepy, but wasn't handled very well at all. Um, the photography by Matthew Leonetti is really strange. Yeah. It makes it look like a, a video game slash music video version of the original movie. Yeah. And so yeah, and so it has the uh, similar to the uh, House of the Dead that came out last year. I, based on a video game, the photography kind of <laughs> looks like, kind of reminds me of like Pitch Black, like when they're out in the desert and it's all you're like three kings, you know, right. so washed yeah. over, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's it's like, it's, like it's been left out in the sun for too long okay. or something, but for no reason. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Again, it's just one of those hyped up, pumped up, you know, s- steroid injected versions, you know, a updated Hollywood video game version of a of a classic American movie, which I still recommend. Yes. Instead Dawn, of this Dawn one. the Dead it's classic. I hate horror movies. I'm just gonna say it because I'm I'm afraid of them. Uh, but Dawn of the Dead, classic, great film. And uh, one more thing, the 1978 movie is a really great satire of 
uh, American consumerism, and there were some attempts at satire in the new one, which did not work very well at all. I was wondering there's, if... I was, that's definitely not the emphasis. Yeah, that was yeah. one of my questions. Do they have the satire? Do they have a scathing look at American society? Well, I mean, one scene that does kind of stick out is these. there's these redneck security guards who work at the mall, and this new movie also takes place at a mall. And they're watching the news, and they're t- they're in- the news is interviewing this sheriff, and they're saying they seem to go down right away when you when you shoot them in the head, et cetera, et cetera, blah blah blah. And he's and he's basically ordering anyone who can who's watching TV to just shoot the zombies on sight. And one of the security guards says, "Yeah, that's right. America always figures this stuff out. They always <laughs> settle this one way or another. You know that kind of thing." Oh. And there were some, and I think there's maybe an American flag behind him in that shot or something when he's saying it. Yeah, man, it was but pretty lame. Yeah. Okay, Alex, you had something to say. I was basically going where Andy was going. That you know, any any satire is mostly lost on this guy who made this movie. <laughs> I mean, basically, the satire ends with the fact that they're in a mall. That's, okay, that's it. That's I, about I, it. I, and then it's just a set piece. Yeah, to, to make yeah, it a remake. Much. Okay. I thought the zombies were supposed to represent terrorists, but <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just something I'm making up. I don't know. They were actually, okay. or maybe they're meant to represent celebrities. Yeah, who knows? And you they secretly really want to yeah. kill all of them. Well, uh, got a couple questions. One, my two things I want to learn about: How is the gore? You don't get to see. I'm imagining a lot of zombie death. Is is that at least the makeup look good? As you know, uh, are the fans of Fangoria magazine going to be happy with this one? I think it's two separate things. I think the zombies look fine. Okay, gore. I mean, it's it's, it's just not. You just can't not compare there. it. There uh, there almost is no gore. I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple uh, decent kills, but you cut away really quick. Oh, so. the cutaway. You might end up with the unrated <laughs> the zo- DVD someday. Yeah, the zombie fan's but. worst uh, worst enemy yeah. is, is the cutaway. People uh, who haven't seen a lot of zombie movies will find this gory, I think. Okay. Yeah. Because right. it is somewhat harsh, but it mostly cuts away, definitely. All right. And the big question from last week was, running zombies, yay or nay? How do you guys feel about running zombies? Uh, you know, we got a taste of it in 28 Days Later. They weren't really zombies, but, you know, zombie-like. This one's running zombies. I'm, you know, I'm okay. I'll, I'll go with the times. Like I like running You're zombies go with for now. Okay. You know, I, I think ultimately I prefer slow zombies, but I like the running zombies. Although they, they make like weird roaring sounds in this, which I didn't really like that much. I don't know why they do that, but it's that was extra, my like big extra, extra scary. Yeah, roaring sound, extra scary. Yeah, Alex, running zombies, yay or nay? Whatever. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't really have too much thoughts on it. Well, you know, thanks, yeah. for, thanks for playing along with that one. <laughs> Alex, we'll turn off your mic now. Uh, Andy? Uh, running zombie. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, that uh, zombies running around. In, the, in 28, to compare, not to compare it to 28 Days Later, in, which also has running zombies, but you don't really get a good look at them in that movie, and you did get, you do actually see zombies slowing down and speeding up, that kind of thing. Okay. So looks good. All right, that's Dawn of the Dead. Mixed reviews, you know, from all right to don't bother. So right. um, you listen to the Impact Movie Chat here on eighty nine FM. The Impact East Lansing's only alternative. Phone lines are open four three two three eighty nine three. Once again four three two three eight nine three. If you've seen Dawn of the Dead, give us a call. Let us know how you felt about it. Also, I want to remind you that uh, we have our message board at impact89fm.org. Look up the Impact message board. Go to that. It's a good time. Also, later on the show, we're going to be giving away some posters to a film we'll be reviewing in a few minutes, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, the new film written by uh, Charlie Kaufman, starring Jim Carrey and Quake Winslet. we got a couple posters to give away. Uh, next caller, hey, right now, I'll give away one set right now. Next caller at 432-3893 is going to pick up two 
uh, posters. Uh, there's a, kind of the small ones, like you know, like three by two. They're nice. And you have one, right? I do. You like them? Yeah, they're, they're nice. cute. I have a couple too. They're really nice. Give us a call four three two three eighty nine three. You're gonna pick up a set of posters for the film Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind right now. Uh, before we get to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, the longest title of all time to say, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the new Angelina Jolie film called Taking Lives, uh, which also stars Olivier Martinez, uh, Jackie Cario, my favorite French actor, well, maybe Jean Reno, but I'm just saying that he's good. Um, Kiefer Sutherland, Ethan Hawke, and many others. Phil and Andy saw Taking Lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, when you saw it, when you finished watching this movie, did you want to take your own? Um... I don't know. It, it hurt. I'll say that much. It definitely hurt. Um, Phil, go into what? What is this movie about, real quick, and tell us why it, it wasn't good. It's uh, set in Canada and um, in Quebec. Yes, and um, so they can use Oliver Martinez. No, okay. the only reason. And Chucky Carrier. Uh, right, that's Chucky the reason. Cario. It's like, hey, let's have some French flair. Yeah, um, Angelina Jolie is a FBI special agent who's on loan to help out with this case about this body that's found, and then they, as you can probably tell from the trailer, they find out about this dude who's been taking lives, so to speak. He's been basically basically taking other people's identities and killing them, like a a one-man body snatcher. Well, let me ask you, is there a titular line in this? Uh, Does someone say yes? he's yeah, there is. Yeah, taking yeah. lives? Yeah, yeah. excellent. <laughs> That's good. Uh, no matter what, I could be watching. I you know it's Schindler's List. I'm just going to use that because we, you know, it's a very you know very dark, deep film. And if someone mentions Schindler's List, right. I I turn to whoever I'm with. I'm like, titular line. Have you seen Schindler's List yet? <laughs> very excited all of a sudden. So in any movie, that's just me. Does not matter what film it is. Across the spectrum, it gets half a star. It yeah. gets, it gets. It's like excellent titular yeah. line. I love it. Okay, continue. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I thought like it started out okay. Like the first the opening scene is a fl- like a flashback scene, and I thought it was like that's that's all right. You know, it's it's decent. And then it just uh, it's a steep decline. <laughs> and the last the last half hour it goes from mediocre bad to just ridiculously stupid um just terrible i I mean it's just horrible it's like why did they make this movie it makes no sense the plot is so ridiculous it hurts me um yeah it's it's I, it's like the worst review I can give something probably. All right, ooh, the worst. Wow. Ouch. Uh, Andy, how did how did you feel about taking? Lives? I uh, yeah, this movie hurt me as well. After after we, we were both walking out of the theater after it was over, we kind of look at each other, Phil and I, and go, "Why did we see this again?" <laughs> but uh, that's the best feeling, isn't it? When you're like, "Wow, that was a waste of money." It is. So yeah, Complete there was a, there was a lot of entertainment value in that. We got to laugh at it and at each other right. uh, while it was while it was playing. <laughs> Um, yeah, the movie is just, it's poisonously bad, I think. Um, l- large portions of the movie are completely ridiculous. They make absolutely no sense. There's a subplot involving Kiefer Sutherland, which is utterly pointless. And there's a set piece involving Kiefer Sutherland invol- uh, where he escapes capture by, and I'm not giving anything away by saying that, where he escapes capture by jumping through this window. For no reason. For, for absolutely no reason. You know, so as not to draw attention to himself or anything, right? To get away from the cops. Um, 
Yeah, just uh, the fine, like the final passages in the movie, the last twenty minutes, what happens and how they actually catch the killer and how he's revealed and everything, like just depend on a chain of events that are so unlikely, would never happen, could not happen. It's um, yeah. It is. It's, just, it's, it's an MST3K movie. It's it a Mystery is. Science Theater 3000 <laughs> okay. film. It's like you you should have Crobot commentary <laughs> commentating on this film as it's going on. In that sense, it's entertaining. But as an actual movie, it's now when you now when you plunk down some hard earned cash, yeah, exactly. To waste two hours of your life, right. exactly. All right. So taking lives, you may want to stay from away from it, or yep. you'll want to take your own. So <laughs> uh, let's get Angela Jolie. How did she look? She was hot. I'm sorry, not to make it a real male-oriented show, but we're only guys here. Yeah, yeah, she fair enough. Good. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> there is a, there is a little uh, tasteful nudity. It's got to be tasteful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is R. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Uh, you listen to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, the Impact. Phone lines are open, 432-3893. Once again, 432-3893. If you saw Dawn of the Dead or Taking Lives, you agree or disagree with the panelists, let us know. Give us a call, 432-3893. Let us know if you hate this movie. We want to know. If you loved them, let us know. Uh, it leads us to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. We have some more posters to give away. Give us a call, 432-3893. Give us a call at that number. You're going to pick up a pair of posters for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, directed by Michelle Gondry, an excellent video director who also directed Human Nature, uh, written by uh, Charlie Kaufman, who wrote... Uh, he's a diabolical genius behind uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, being John Malkovich, human nature and adaptation. Uh, his warped brain brings you eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Sorry, Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, small roles from uh, Mark Ruffalo, Kirsten Dunst, Elijah Wood, Tom Wilkinson. Done. I mentioned everyone in the cast. <laughs> David Cross shows up for like two minutes, but that's, that's it. Those are the major characters. Um, I'm going to begin with... I loved it, and then leave it up to someone else to take the reins after that. <laughs> Alex. Well, Brad, I also loved it. Wow. Yeah. Um, Probably so. why I picked you. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Um, yeah, I really like Kaufman stuff, um, and like adaptation was up until now my favorite of, of his films. A lot of people don't love adaptation they have problems with it i thought it was fantastic it was probably my favorite movie of 2002 excellent choice uh yeah um but this in my opinion is better um and Ouch. yeah i mean uh i guess i guess what it has i, I feel like all of his movies are very cerebral yes. they're very they're very smart they deal with i mean they deal with the mind the human mind almost all of them i challenge you brad to think of one that doesn't <laughs> No, they all do. They okay. all, all, all right. his films. <laughs> it's a challenge. <laughs> I, I agree. I have to, oh, I have to lay it down. Um, all of his films, in one way or another, deal with the mind and deal yeah. with reality bending and right. how your mind manipulates right. your surroundings. And this does that, too. But I, I think what I like about it so much is that it's also a movie that gets you, um, I mean, not to sound cheesy, but gets you in the heart, too. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, very, it's an intimate film. It's, it's a movie that is about human relations and um you know it's it's about people connecting and so i, I don't know it's I, I think i think i agree with you on this one whereas other films are cerebral they have they look at you know the inner workings of the brain and, and, and of the mind and how people interact but this one has a heart in itself right not just of you know some crazy antics some something that's off the wall and a fresh and new it also has the heart of a romantic comedy it has yeah. that backing in a genre other than you know I'm going to completely throw away everything you've seen before right. you know, in a film. Right, so. exactly. Um, and I guess because it is 
essentially a love story. It's completely unforced, too, I think, which is something that you don't see very much with love stories today. And that it doesn't feel romanticized or like a Hollywood love story. The, the dialogue between Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet is very um, realistic, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Reverend, yes. how did you feel? I'll, I'll, I'll pro- I'm, eh, I'm going to guess <laughs> that I'll be the, the low-end review. But okay. well, well, that's why we're going to go to you and then go back high, hopefully right. with Andy, then Ooh, really right. high on top with me. Um, yeah, I'm going to use the word like. I'm going to use the word like. Did you like it? I liked it. I liked that, but not not love, but like. You well, know? you know, Reverend, it's I, that's as all I, that's all I expect from you. Yeah, is it, if you like a film, that's all I that's that's a victory. Exactly. Charlie Kaufman <laughs> sitting at home, he's listening to the show online. Yes. He's like, you know what? The Reverend likes my movie. Score. Let's, <laughs> right, let's start next movie. Exactly. Next movie. Start right in the next okay. one. Okay. What did you like about the film? Uh, and then you go into what you didn't like. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my, my quick pros and cons. I, I do want to emphasize, first off, I did like the movie. But I like to emphasize cons just because, you know, everybody here loves them. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> I should mention the cons. Yeah. You know, why not? You're, you're, the, you're yeah. the softer side. Yeah. Um, what I liked was I thought once it gets into uh, the memory erasing part of the movie, which is the bulk of the film, I thought all that stuff was really cool. Like, I thought the way that it was filmed and, and written was really cool. So, uh, I mean, all that stuff was really interesting. Very, like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street to the nth degree. You know, just very crazy <laughs> stuff going on, and, and it never stops for a long time. I like that. Um, I thought the photography was cool, uh, so I like that, too. Um Here's some cons. Cons, yeah. These, these aren't cons. I'm, I'm thinking of pros. <laughs> okay, I'll do the cons. Uh, cons were, I I really didn't like the casting. Strangely, okay. Yeah, other than um, Tom Wilkinson, I wasn't really feeling uh, the casting of like any of the other characters. Wow, wow. Um, that's that's key to enjoyment yeah. too. Particularly, particularly people who are back and forth on Jim Carrey. Um, I thought. Like he does, he is very restrained, but he does. He is mugging sometimes. There are certain parts where he does, like the Jim Carrey, like is there a possibility of brain damage? You know, like doing weird voices and stuff like that. So there's a little carriness to it. Um, I, I didn't. The other one, other thing that threw me off was uh, there's like this whole this whole thing about the memory racing thing. They give away the resolution to it at the beginning of the movie. And I didn't really know why they did that. I didn't understand what was the point of that. Because it sort of kills any suspense that you might have. So uh, I, I understand, uh, I understand yeah. where you're going at. Right, I, right. And I, I will put this down. Well, this, it's something I'm going to talk off the air because I don't want to give things away. Okay. That's, it's all right that you saw that and, and went with that. Right. And that can d- definitely you know, decrease your enjoyment. It's like if you got the end of, if you knew what was happening at the end of Sixth Sense. Right. You know, if you knew Bruce Willis was dead, you're not right. going to enjoy that movie. But as nearly as much, yes. and I didn't ruin anything because if you haven't seen Sixth Sense by now, you're never going to see it. Okay. <laughs> well, this isn't like this isn't like um, no, it's not. It's, it's not, not like you're picking up the clues. It's like they literally tell you what happens after, and then it goes back. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know why they did that. Okay. But. See, I don't know, Phil. I think you might be taking for granted the fact that you are slightly smarter than. You're, well, I don't know if I, I want to go there. Well, I don't know. I don't. That's yeah. not. Yeah, I, See, I understand a, where you're going. It's a touchy. It's a touchy thing. You don't want to give too much I guess away. that's that's where I would say. Right. Just because of the nature of it, some people are going to pick up on it. Some people won't. Okay. I know people who I think are very intelligent who love movies who didn't pick up on it right away. 
and so they were surprised when they saw it the second time, whatever. It's, oh. So if you pick it up, pick up on it. We've talked about this way too much. If you pick up on okay. it, it might affect your enjoyment. But <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to give anything away. I it's just, all right. I, just, I literally didn't think that I was. Like, I just thought, I, no, no, I, know, uh, I don't think you did. Okay, That's okay, fine. okay. I'm not going to kick you off the show. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll just let that issue lie. But no, I I, I I agree with you completely. If you see it that way. Um, That's okay. a con, definitely. And, You're so right. those are two. One one last con is, um, I guess I just wasn't, just personally, I just wasn't feeling all the side characters. I didn't care about Elijah Wood or Mark Ruffalo. I just didn't wasn't interested in their stories. Um, so, but that's just neither here nor there. Some people will, that is very Charlie Kaufman ish. Yeah. Characters there's and there's zany there's zany yeah. little characters who are who are interesting and who help just support. The main characters. So yeah, I mean, if you're really okay. into Charlie Kaufman, you'll dig those characters. Right. So, a good review. Yeah, but I overall, liked I liked it. That's good. I, 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 I'm. That's the best you can expect from a <laughs> exactly. I can't name a film that you said I loved. <laughs> I'm just going to state that I can't remember. Okay, Andy. Okay. Did you All like right. it? I I did like it very did much. Did you love it? I yeah, I think I do. Oh, we got love. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna say I love it. Okay, yeah. you loved it. Now, um, I've found it. I've been thinking about this movie for a while now, and I've found it kind of impossible to review it without getting a little personal on the air. But and I don't mind. I don't mind doing that. Whoa, is this but, gonna get dirty? No, no, no. no. Let's, let's it's remember. Not, let's it's not remember. gonna get naughty. It's gonna get nice and mushy. Let's let's keep get, it, let's keep it. You know, PG PG thirteen. You know, we are on the radio. FCC no, no, no. crazy right now. Okay, <laughs> and uh, two no names. No, okay, no, no, go ahead. No, nothing. Like, this isn't naughty. It's it's sweet. All okay. right. Okay. Sounds good. The last uh, the last serious relationship I was in was uh, I can I can remember. Uh, vividly, uh, the exact time and date that she and I met, uh, what we were wearing, uh, the location, what the weather was like, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And those, I mean, those, that, those images are burned in my memory. I mean, that would almost be impossible for me to forget, really. You know, not to get too all warm yeah. and fuzzy You're on the mushy. air. But to me, that's what Eternal Sunshine is all about, in that... Yeah, there's a lot of bittersweetness that comes with relationships, but if you if given the choice to rid yourself of them, would you really do it? Mm. Now, I'm a fan. I came to this as a fan of Charlie Kaufman. I do think his his screenplays are very inventive. He's very imaginative, and I would just like to spend a day with him just to pick his brain, if if given the choice. And and I do enjoy adaptation and being John Malkovich. But only as novelties, I suppose. In that the his his movies are have such a pitch of cynicism to them that they're kind of difficult to get into for me anyway. But I still enjoy them nonetheless. But I was able to get into this a lot more than any other script that he's written, and most of that is because of the performance by Jim Carrey. I found myself over and over again during the movie identifying with him and his plight, and yeah. I mean, and I agree with uh, everything else that, all the good things, basically, that Phil and Alex has said. It's, uh, the way it's photographed is uh, kind of brilliant, in a way. Um, the way they've mapped out uh, Carrie's mind and his memories and how they kind of jumble and overlap and things like that. It's really unique, the way it's done. It's, not, it's very unlike any movie you've seen before. So, yeah. I, I agree with you completely. I, I, I love this film. Alex, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, Andy, that I, I really, really agree with you what you said about 
about basically the memories, and I mean, this is a movie about memories, and you know, anyone who has been in a relationship with someone that meant something to them right. knows exactly what you're talking about, you know, that... Well, and also, this movie knows it, too, I yeah. think. Yeah, certainly. So... Um, you, you will remember, you will remember everything good and bad, and you don't necessarily want to forget even the bad, you know. The, the, what happens bad in a relationship makes you stronger. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, my, that's, yeah, that's my, like, that's that my Dr. Phil moment <laughs> for the show. That's the Nietzschean uh, yeah. version of a relationship. Um, I, I thought this movie was excellent. Um, when, you know, I want to say brilliant, but I loved everything about it, uh, for the most part. It's kind of film that as I walked out, I knew immediately I wanted to see it again. I haven't been able to yet, but this weekend... New stuff? Yeah, you take a seat. <laughs> Seeing Eternal Sunshine. Again, we'll get to the new stuff in a minute. I'm going to make it sweet. Short and sweet. Love the casting. Love some of the acting. At times, a little uneven, but I still thought it was some of Jim Carrey's best work. Love Kate Winslet. The minor characters, they're supporting. Love the way they support it. I like the Charlie Kaufman characters. I think they're zany and cute. Tom Wilkinson's great. Um, nice little cute little twists and turns. Here they go. Um, I saw the beginning coming, as, as the Reverend did, but it didn't hurt my enjoyment. Okay. So if you do... It's okay. Okay. You're going to be all right. Um, I, inventive, imaginative script. I thought you, you guys, as Phil, you know, Alex, Andy have said, the, the, the direction, the script, inventive, you know, very radiant. It's a great direction, put together well. Phil, you're right on with the, when it starts to get in the mind, uh, the, the majority of the film is, is the, brain wa- the brain erasure. Yeah. And that's done excellent. Yeah. As, you, as you mold from one memory to another, things change at the, at the drop of a hat. Um, this, I will say, is a film that for this year, on the top ten list now, pencil the spot, already, it's already in there. Bring it on, 2004. This movie's in there. It's going to stay. I, I thought this movie was great. I enjoyed it. Um, and it's mostly because, though it's got the craziness of, of a regular Charlie Kaufman film, uh, it turns everything on its ear. It's very cerebral, very smart. At, at its base, it's a romantic movie. It does the romance well, and very true and very wonderful. So I, I've definitely got to give a big thumbs up for this one, Reverend. Oh answer. yeah, I just had a, qu- a question. Yeah, it's sort of related to that, directed towards all of you. Kind of looking at Alex, <laughs> are you guys going to see a better movie this year? Because honestly, like what you were saying, like adaptation was your favorite. Probably your favorite of 2002. This is better. I mean, yeah. is there anything that's going to top this? I don't know, man. I mean, it's tough to say. It's it's we got a long year ahead of us, it's, you know. But I could see, I could conceivably see December rolling around, January of next year rolling around, and this still being the top. I know? I'm gonna, I'm going to go with you. you. Last week you said this was your most anticipated movie of the mm-hmm. year, and I agreed with you. Yeah. Except for maybe Hellboy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my own thing. Right. I I can agree with you on this one. When when I'm doing my top ten, two thousand, you know, two thousand four and January, February, two thousand five. If this is still sitting on the on the top, I won't be surprised. Yeah. I, I really enjoy this movie. It's something I can see again and uh, take more out of it. Surprisingly, there's there's a it's a lot going on. A lot of the things, you know, cute things in the background behind everything that you can really pick up on a second time, I imagine. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised. It's gonna have to be like a phenomenal year yeah. for me to forget this. this and I think this year, 2004. If you're a fan of films and you thought, man, 2003 really sucked. I don't know if I can stick around for another year. You know, if you're contemplating the end, uh, <laughs> 2004 is gonna be better. I'm gonna proclaim that now. I think we all can proclaim it. At least, you know, <laughs> the spring is already better. We have to believe it. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> even up to this point last year, there were, like, no good films, you know? Yeah. And now we're at least yeah. getting a few things that might be enjoyable at good times. Yeah. The summer looks a lot better. Mm-hmm. And let's just hope that Oscar season, the fall, winter, is just as good, just as tasty. 
There is no Lord of the Rings, but we'll get a Harry Potter, and that might you know be about half as good. Yeah, I was I was just going to say um, I did like I did like Eternal Sunshine a lot, but there is still I'm still looking forward to Alfonso Cuarón's new movie and uh, David Russell's new movie. I heard Huckabee's also nice. uh, Guillermo del Toro's new movie Hellboy. Hellboy. Uh, so there's there's other stuff. There's there's a lot of good stuff this year. New but, Philip Kaufman movie. Yeah, <laughs> Twisted. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so tonight's your last night to see it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so let's face it. Overall, um, we got a couple of loves and a, a very strong like. Yeah, and that's the worst review. That's you the got. worst review is that the Revan liked it. And that for me, that's good. That's yeah. like that's like me saying I loved it. Yeah, basically. There, there you go. If you, what do you, more do you need? Why are you still listening to the show? <laughs> Leave home. The theater's down the road. Okay. Um, you're listening to the Impact here on 89FM. Uh, phone lines are open, 432-3893. One more prize to go. We were just talking up Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. We've got two posters. They're the cute little two-foot-by-three-foot posters. I have some, love them. Uh, Andy has some. He loves his. Call us right now, 432-389. First caller, you're picking them up. Thank you very much. All right. So overall, that was good. we got a couple movies. Let's break down what's in the theaters. Starting tomorrow. Moving to previews. Um, uh, uh, four movies out. We're going to go through. We're, we're running out of time. The basement's coming up soon. And Alex, you're wondering what the basement is, right? Well, let me tell you sure. what the basement is. The basement is the best in local music. Up next, you're going to want to stick around for that. And I want to remind you that we have our own message board at the Impact website. Impact89fm.org. Get that all out in case I forget it. Okay, four <laughs> movies coming out starting tomorrow. Um, they are uh, the latest uh, opus from Kevin Smith, Jersey Girl. Um, the the latest opus from DMX, Never Die Alone. Um, <laughs> the latest opus from the guy who directed Home Alone Three, that is Scooby Doo Two, <laughs> Monsters Unleashed, and uh, the latest opus from the Coen Brothers. All right, let's begin in the order that we started. That Jersey Girl, PG thirteen, Kevin Smith, uh, starring Benifer, Ben Affleck, and Jennifer Lopez, their final film together. It's a sad, sad day for America. <laughs> Liv Tyler and George Carlin are also in this film. Jersey Girl is the story of a uh, music exec who is married to Jennifer Lopez, uh, who, uh, let's face it, she dies in, in childbirth. He has to raise a child on his own. Uh, so he moves back to Jersey with his dad, uh, and he raises a Jersey Girl. Oh, that's so cute. But <laughs> he misses his old life and wants to get back to it while he's, you know, raising his daughter. And he meets Liv Tyler, and she's hot. And he's thinking, hey, why not? So, Jersey Girl. This is from the man who, you know, the college audience loves. He's an idol. He directed Clerks. Need I say more? <laughs> and then that, uh, then Mallrats, which I hate, but Phil loves. And need I say more? He did Chasing Amy, which I enjoy the, all the stuff about comic books, because I'm a comic book fan. The rest of that movie sucks. Uh, uh, Dogma, a, a controversial religious film. Also done by a Catholic. Did not make as much money as The did, Passion. No, did not make nearly as <laughs> Made about a tenth of what The Passion made at yep. most. That movie sucks. And Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. I've never seen a film that's more for the fanboys than Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Backs. Mm-hmm. And I hated that movie too. So, guess what? That equals I Hate Kevin Smith. His movie's out. Do I want to go see it? No. Panelists? How about you guys? I uh, I don't hate Kevin Smith. Why not? I, I can't I can't say, but I can't say I like him either. I'm going to say I dislike Kevin Smith. You dislike him good. I Occasionally, because like he doesn't really make movies. He is before. I mean, uh, he does write uh, some funny dialogue here and there, but he doesn't. His, his his movies aren't so much movies, but just pageants of movie references and pop culture references. Very uneven. Very which uneven. is which does get really tedious and arduous after a while. He. So. he 
he was done after Clerks. <laughs> like his style, like that was it, and he should have moved on to right. something else. But okay, Reverend. Um, uh, is Kevin Smith Stanley Kubrick? No. <laughs> do Do I think he's funny? Enjoy his movies? Yeah, I do. So yeah, I'm gonna see it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I, 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 I like I some of his stuff. You know, um, I guess I'm kind of mixed on him. Some of his. I'm not a big fan of Clerks or Mallrats, to be honest. Um, I like Dogma. I, I actually do like Dogma. Oh um, <laughs> There's some fans. Sorry, Brad. Out there. Okay, Dogma. Actually, I'll let you have Dogma. I hate Mallrats, and I. Okay. I, I, if I hear someone, I guess up to Jay and Silent and Bob. If you can, I'll let you argue. That. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with some of his stuff, okay. and I understand why people do like him. I think he's a decent writer. He he does write sometimes some some pretty funny dialogue. He's not brilliant. He doesn't have much of a visual style to speak of. He has no visual style, right? Yeah. But I'll see Jersey Girl. Okay. Why not? You're gonna say anybody else gonna say it? Yeah, I'm saying. I'm gonna say. Well, this from the trailers, real fast. It looks more like a real movie yeah. than yes. any of any of yeah. uh, any of any other Kevin Smith and you know movie. Why. And I do know why. Well, tell me why. <laughs> it was photographed by a gentleman named Vilmo Sigmund, who is a very, uh, very gifted cinematographer, who I imagine is responsible for uh, actually, you know, framing shots properly and things like that, rather than just, "Hey, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm gonna point, point the, the camera. camera. You guys can talk for a while." That All kind right. of thing. So. All right. Uh, that's Jersey Girl. I just think it looks like the kind of film, and I, I read this from uh, uh, Richard Roper of Ebert and Roper. I'm not going to just steal this on my own, you know. Uh, but it looks like the kind of film that Kevin Smith would made it would have made fun of years ago, and I think he's correct with that. We should say if you like some of Kevin Smith's stuff, but you absolutely hate the characters of Jay and Silent Bob, you're in luck. There's no Jay and Silent. They're nope. gone. They're done. That is yeah. that is a period that he has step, pushed behind him. Yes. <laughs> done. Next movie. Next. It took him five movies to, to finally work, to work it out of his system. I don't know. <laughs> Listen to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, the Impact. Phone lines are open, 432-3893. We have Mercedes on the line. Mercedes, you're on the Impact Movie la- Chat. How are you doing? Hi. Hello. Um, and, and you wanted to talk about 21 Grams? Yeah. Um, I, it came out on DVD last week. Yep. And you guys didn't talk about it because you guys were talking about running zombies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I just I was disappointed that there was no special features. Oh. Yeah. Is there supposed to be one that it does come out? or? or uh, Laura only knows. If, maybe eventually, but I don't expect it to be anytime soon. It's Alejandro Gonzalez in Yurutu is not the, you know, he's not Spielberg where they're going to release a, a double bonus collector set you know, later on. So yeah. you may be stuck for at least a few years. I was I was actually kind of disappointed in the disc when yeah. I when yeah. I when yeah. I saw it. What studio was it? I, you, I don't remember. It's Focus, Focus Features. Focus Features, oh, okay. which usually makes a pretty good disc. Uh, I don't know. I was looking at the the Lost in Translation. I don't think that one's too jam packed. Right. They don't jam pack their Whatever. stuff. Thanks for giving us a call, Mercedes. <laughs> Take care. Um, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I don't, not always are you getting the biggest the biggest right. disc from them. Yeah. All right. Um, let's finish up this uh, preview section. <laughs> Never Die Alone. Another DMX movie. He plays a drug lord. He comes back. Uh, I'm going to see it. Yeah, I know you will. It's rated R. <laughs> it's from the guy who directed uh, Juice, uh, Surviving the Game Bones, uh, Tales of the Crypt, Demon Knight. Yeah. The Reverend Ernest Lord. Dickerson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ernest Dickerson, Bulletproof and uh, Blind Faith. Um, it's also got David Arquette in it. based on a uh, uh, Daniel Goins novel. Um, from Detroit. From Detroit. D-Town. Yeah. Um, no, I'll pass. I've I've uh, I've seen movies more DMX than them before, and I'll let you know. Good I actor. Dare, I dare you to tell me where one was good. Thank you. Um, Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. It's out. Alex, 
You've been waiting for this one all year. Absolutely second, not. Second highest anticipated film on Alex's list. Right. Saw the list last week. I hate Scooby Doo. <laughs> I hate the movie. I don't even. I don't like the cartoon. You like I think, the cartoon? No. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> Stupid. Um, Man. I don't. I hated the original movie. Um, and I would probably hate this too. Right. It does have monsters. It does but, have monsters? But we. I don't. We don't need that. Alex. Uh, Phil. Andy. Yeah. Did you guys like the first Scooby Doo? Uh, as Noah would say every time he guest hosts, yes, I like the original Scooby-Doo. Okay. You know, I'm almost ashamed to say this, but not really. Um, I actually have not seen the Scooby-Doo movie. Oh, my goodness. So. Well, I'll let you know. Sucks. You don't need to see it. Um, <laughs> it had a cute little, like, retro feel, the nostalgia. You know, it's like a little kitsch appeal because it's an, oh, it's a Hanna-Barbera cartoon brought to life. Oh, that's great. First of all, Scooby sucks. Two, casting stinks. Freddie Prince Jr., Sam Michelle Geller. Suck. Matthew Lillard? I, Matthew Lillard. I dare you to say Matthew Lillard is bad. Not a, I didn't say he was a bad shaggy. <laughs> yeah, well, you said casting sucks. I mentioned two people in the cast. Casting okay. sucks then. Okay, but okay. he was good. He was he was all right. Give it up. Okay. <laughs> Scooby, Scooby, not good. Sorry. Okay, the, so the first one, not good overall. It's it just doesn't work. Made a lot of money. Made mm-hmm. a boatload. So that means get get the mill out. We got to grind out another one. Uh, and, and surprisingly, sneaking into theaters. Uh, didn't realize I'd heard the I'd seen the trailers. Last time I saw a trailer, I thought it was just a teaser. That usually means like in like three more months they bring out a real trailer, and then in three more months they bring out the movie. Mm. No, the teaser was like next week, movie's out. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Although right. because of this sequel, real fast, uh, I might do the Chachi thing and back catalog, see the original, and then maybe go see. Oh, your your backslide. Well, That's I am, I will I'll admit I am a fan of Linda Cardellini, who's in both movies, and she is delicious. She is. So. I'll let you know. She has a. She looks good in a sequence, uh, in which she becomes evil. Just well, gonna, I gave it too much away, but I don't care. Uh, maybe so. Okay, and the last one we come out this week, The Lady Killers. It's a remake of the 1955 British classic. Classic Andy, and I know you don't like that movie, but right. classic. I think it's funny. Uh, with Alec Guinness and Peter Sellers. This time, it's Tom Hanks, uh, Marlon Wayans, uh, uh, also with J.K. Simmons, who I love. Uh, it's directed by the Coen Brothers. If you don't know who the Coen Brothers are... Not going to help you, but here you go. They directed Blood Simple, Fargo, uh, Raised in Arizona, the the um, far, uh, tons of movies, other stuff. Yeah, was Big Lebowski, <laughs> Star Wars. Brother though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I can usually name them in order. I had a mind fart. So the Coen Brothers, the writer director team, Joel and Ethan, Tom Hanks. This is a trailer that I've been waiting. This is a movie I've been waiting for because the trailer looked like a fun time, looked like a great movie. You know the music is going to be great. T Bone Barnett is doing the, is the musical supervisor on the movie. He did Oh Brother and all the other films. Are you guys interested in that Lady Killers? Alex? Uh, well, I won't get into my issues with the Coen brothers. I've aired them before. It's, it's oh, not a popular Yeah, I opinion. forgot. You don't like the Coen brothers. Like Coen brothers. <laughs> yeah, um, well, you're not, you're just, you just don't like... You're not a big fan of them overall. I, well, I mean, I like I like some of their stuff. You know, I'm mixed. And into- this Intolerable Cruelty, I did not like at all. And I'm, I say you're okay with that. Because yeah. that movie was not that good. And to be honest, this looks along that lines, though. You like Ooh. you like their serious stuff more than their silly stuff. I do, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's the easy uh, and that's explanation. Fine. That's yeah. fine. Are you into this one, Reverend? Uh, am I going to see it? Yes. Do I think Are you going to like it? Do I think it's going to be at the bottom of the Coen Brothers pile? Yeah. I think wow. it's going to be one of their worst movies. But even, but even saying in a bad Coen Brothers movie... Well, yeah, it's less, not necessarily well, that bad. Yeah, until, until Untollable Cruelty, even Untollable Cruelty, which I have at my, the bottom of my Coen Brothers list, right. when you really break it down, if you don't know it's by the Coen Brothers, it's actually not a bad like, comedy. Right. It's actually a fun time, well done. But because it's a Coen Brothers movie, it is a shame. It's a travesty. Right. Now, Andy, you've seen the original. Right. I have not. You hate the original. I, I, I don't hate it. I just, you hate uh, it. I'm just not a fan <laughs> of British humor. 
in general, I suppose. Oh. Of that of that era, I suppose, because it's all about oh, we got to make fun of the monarchy and the class system, and you know, boring. Have, have you seen anything that the British have done? It's all about the monarchy and the class system. It is. They can't get over them, and it gets kind of okay. boring after. But a while. I like them; they're fun time. Anyway, yeah. Except so for maybe the, office. So, the office doesn't deal with any of that. So okay, so I'm not a fan of the original movie, but I will go check this one out because right. even even if I don't like a Coen Brothers movie, and there have been some that I didn't like, I'm always glad that I saw them because there's something to like about them. I suppose there's always a little something. There's in always it. yeah. All right. Well, I, I I haven't seen the original, so I might check that out just to, for Loki Valley. But I think Tom Hanks looks really funny. I think it looks really nice, fresh. Um, yes, I, I think when they're doing their, their serious stuff, it's their best work. But I still think Big Lebowski is a great movie. It's funny, definitely. And that movie's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it, but a very, you know, very low-key, you know, funny. Not I will where, agree not where people, not, No one pauses for the joke. Right. For the audience to laugh, which is great. Um, looking forward to it. It's, it looks the trailer itself looks very interesting, very fun. Um, Tom Hanks looks like he's having a ball in the role, so hopefully that'll transfer to something great. Reviews for the rest of the movie: Scooby Doo Two, Never Die Alone, Jersey Girl. Reviews are bad. This one, little mixed. Some of the bigger reviewers like it, but they have problems. So that's Lady Killers, Scooby Doo Two, Monsters Unleashed, Never Die Alone, Jersey Girl, all out in theaters tomorrow. And if you're having them by the video store, Beyond Borders, Honey, uh, Shattered Glass, and Gothica, all out at your local video store starting this week. Sounds good? Mm-hmm. All right, we're about to wrap this up. Any news or anything else you guys want to talk about for about 30 seconds? Uh, I'll just say I saw Shattered Glass, Shattered Glass. Uh, way back when, which is out on video right now, and it's worth checking out. We're if checking you, out. Yeah, if you're a fan of journalism movies, newspaper movies, I think. Gothica, right. Phil saw it. Yeah. Like it? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Horrible, horrible script. Uh, brilliant direction of photography and music. So you loved it. Yes. <laughs> wow. It was in top ten of last year. We got it. it was in your top ten last year. Yeah. It was like nine. <laughs> okay. Wow. That he is. dropped that bomb on us. I remember that. Woo! <laughs> you, know what, you know what? It was so bad. I had had that memory erased. Oh, Eternal <laughs> Sunshine, the Spotless Mind. You gotta love it. That's the end of that one. Uh, thank you for checking us out. We're on every Thursday, seven to eight. Uh, same bad time, same bad channel. For Alex, the Reverend Andy, I'm Brad Brooks. Thanks for sticking around. Stick around. The Basement is up next. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.